But to be place-based is not just about the, the mission, but how you go about it. It is actually to enable the place itself to define the character of how we do that. Hello, and welcome to KPMG's Talking Tertiary podcast, where we reimagine tertiary education for a changing world. I'm Stephen Parker, KPMG's education sector leader in Australia. In this podcast series, we look at the forces driving change in the tertiary education sector and how the system and institutions are responding. In this episode, I talked with Professor Rufus Black, the Vice-Chancellor at the University of Tasmania, about his plans to make the university a distinctive place-based university. Rufus was previously at the University of Melbourne, where he was variously Master of Ormond College, an Enterprise Professor in the Department of Management and Marketing, and a Principal Fellow in the Department of Philosophy. Rufus Black holds degrees in Law, Politics, Economics, Ethics and Theology from the Universities of Melbourne and Oxford, where he was a Rhodes Scholar. Here's the interview. Rufus Black, thank you for joining me and Talking Tertiary. Pleasure, Stephen. Now, I'd like to pick up in particular um, your ideas around the University of Tasmania as a place-based university. I've read media reports of interviews you've given. It seems to be a vision of a university which may not be the vision which applies everywhere. So, so talk me through what you mean by a place-based university. When we in Tasmania talk about being a place-based university, um, we're very focused on our place in Tasmania. Uh, and as, you know, as the single kind of higher education provider resident on the island, um, this is a state uh, that has great needs for both skills and knowledge um, to help shape its future. So our mission is shaped by the, uh, the tasks that Tasmania requires um, to see a prosperous future, overcoming the kind of quite a wide range of challenges the state faces. But to be place-based is not just about the, the mission, but how you go about it. It is actually to enable the place itself to define the character of how we, of how we do that. And Tasmania is a unique and wonderful place in a great, in a great many ways. Um, and so as we go about it, we do want to actually be ensuring that's informed by the distinct attributes and qualities that characterize it. Indeed, it's more than a single place. It's really a place of places. Um, and we are fortunate to be located in three of its key, in three of its key regions here in the south in Hobart and Launceston, um, on the cradle, on the cradle coast, uh, in Burnie, each with its own distinctive communities, its distinctive qualities, and of course, distinctive challenges, um, and opportunities. So they give us a chance to define um, not just what we do, but how we do it. The final piece of place-based is also we have a unique location in the world. Um, we sit, you know, far south um, on the cusp of, on the very edge of the Great Southern Ocean, uh, Australia's jumping off point uh, to the Antarctica, you know, on a remarkable piece of natural heritage, um, huge amount of it uh, in world in world heritage and world heritage care. And so that enables us to do things from Tasmania that are that you can only distinctively do from here. So those qualities of place, whether it's about what we're doing here, about what we're doing from here, take center stage in defining both our priorities and how we're going about how we're going about pursuing them. 
Good. Thank you. Well, separately, over a period of months, I've been reading about reported plans for actual campus moves or development here. I've read about Sandy Bay to the city. I've read about the Launceston campus moves. So perhaps tell the listeners what's actually planned for campuses at the university. So all of our campuses now, um, over time, uh, the first ones being in the north, are moving to become integral parts of the key cities in their, in their regions. And that is about bringing the whole of the university together in close proximity uh, to the people we work most closely with in pursuing those place based, that place-based uh, vision, but also making ourselves accessible. One of Tasmania's real challenges is seeing a much broader range of people participating in higher education right across the life, uh, the life course. And actually being uh, close to where people are, close to the core transport, uh, core transport hubs, close to their workplaces, um, that makes a great deal of difference in ensuring the university is an accessible place, but also a place that is able to share its resources with the broader community. So it matters a great deal in a in a you know a state of half a million people. It's so important that the institutional resources are as widely available as possible. And it's much easy easier to create both spaces and access to people and places. If you're where most of the people are, where most of the people are, and that's a really important part of making our institutional capability available uh, for the good of people in each of the regions. Okay, so I understand that, but then I also read about big moves into online and blended learning by many universities in the world, and read recently about a survey of students that as much online delivery as a university can give them, they'd welcome and they'd take. So is this meant to be counter to that or are they in some way complementary directions? Um, they are complementary, but in some important, they're in some importantly probably counter trend ways. Mm -hmm. So we do take the idea that people physically come together very seriously at the core as a really important part of an educational mission. Um, because so many things actually only happen when you bring people physically together. Um, and they're things that particularly where you're the sole institution for society matter. If you're online, the chance of bumping into someone who does something different to you is actually pretty remote. Bring people physically together and the chance of those broader sets of relationships being built, conversations being had, you know, greatly, greatly increases and should be engineered for in particular places. And in a world where we need to create people ever more skillful at those and ever more skillful at managing difference and diversity, um, we need to be bring people out of the online world and back uh, back together to build those civic virtues um, that are really important. So we are very committed to, to physical place and all that it means. What we, of course, do know is that Blended provides a way of creating both the physical presence and the flexibility that people need to have education um, as an integral part of their whole life. Um, so it's not, an, it's not an either or. It's how do these work together to capture the virtues of place while maintaining the flexibility to ensure education's um, accessible. Now, for some, of course, online is the, is the way they will access education. And our task is to make sure that they can do that in as rich a place-based way as possible. Um, so just this morning, I was with our university college colleagues, which is one of our vehicles for creating access. Um, and they have a 360-degree camera that they're actually able to take into the field when they're doing their field work. So online students can literally live interact with the class that's going on in the field. Now, that's online, but not so much online as we know it, because um, it's online that's still focused on the virtues of relationality and place and 
in-person connection um, while happening in a virtual world. We are experimenting with that, but that's the direction that over time we'd like to see more of our uh, more of our online delivery going. Thank you. Now you've mentioned access, and earlier you referred to the particular population mix. On, in this state. As I understand it, the average educational attainment of school leavers is lower than the Australian average generally. So there must be some distinct challenges here. Is the strategy you've just been outlining in some way related to that improvement of access and equity? Yes, it is. So one of the things we, we, we know about making access and equity work is that actually it happens best if it can happen in person and in a place. Students who, are, who succeed most are ones that you can get to actually um, to a campus in a relationship uh, connected to a teacher uh, um, and working and working together and connected to peers who can support their lear- learning. So it matters to us that we're physically present in our regions um, and that we find continually find ways to actually physically be proximate to the people who have the greatest educational educational needs. We have a project on the West Coast at the moment as we're exploring how in really quite a remote and small population area, we can actually get physical presence um, to help ensure we can get educational uh, educational de- delivery uh, happening. So yes, it is an important part um, of access, but success. I mean, access is one thing, but we want access with success. And that's where sustaining a commitment to in-person matters. And again, to the point about blended learning, once we can sustain that, blended can help keep people working around the inevitable life challenges, um, but we don't want to lose, lose the ability to be connected directly to them. Thank you. Well, another part of modern university life, certainly, certainly in the cities in Australia, is international students. Yeah. And much of what we've talked about so far has been focused on domestic or local students. Is there a correlative part of your strategy to do with international students? Yeah, absolutely. An island like Tasmania, one of the things that it critically needs is global connectedness. It's a global world. It's a highly competitive global world. And regions like Tasmania don't do well in the in, in the world as we have it uh, today. One of the things that helps correct for that is global connectivity. And global connectivity is both about people and networks. Um, and so international students provide a wonderful opportunity for um, them to create, to get themselves to uh, build their global connectivity, but for local students to be learning with international students, building their international uh, their international networks, and also for the students who've come here when they go back out to the world to see the island actually enhancing its global uh, its global level of uh, of connectivity. Um, so I think you do it very much for educational reasons. Uh, you know, it, to be educated in a globalized world with people from around the globe is a better education. Um, but equally, it's important the kind of uh, social capital that it creates for where those for where that occurs. Well, in each of these podcast interviews, I like to focus towards the end on future challenges, challenges for the institution and also for the person that I'm talking to. So, can I ask you to speculate, looking ahead to your your period as a vice chancellor here? What do you think the major challenges will be for the university? So our single biggest challenge is, um, uh, well, obviously, first of all, to make sure we deliver the impact, um, that we are evolving the ways we work to deliver the impact that we need locally and globally. And that's not straightforward. Um, uh, that requires long-term commitments. You change the outcomes of states, not in single years, but really over a decade. And that, and to sustain that uh, commitment and focus, I think is is always going to be a, is always going to be a challenge. And there are all sorts of other pressures that push universities around. So that's going to be a challenge. The other thing is we have to uh, 
become more sustainable. So as a university, a population of half a million people, which is all the island has, a kind of wonderful half a million, but it's a small number. Um, and a population that size doesn't support a university of the scale and quality that they that's actually needed. So being able to make sure that we can be a viable university with a broad offering in in multiple ge in multiple geographies um, is going to have to require us to work in some very new and different ways um, in order to be able to do that and to. Uh, attract um, also students from the mainland who want to come and be a part of this um, whole project um, so that we can sustain the scale here with the right blend of domestic and international students um, to fulfill that kind of that kind of mission and then for you personally obviously there are always unexpected things happening and you, you can't be expected yeah. to know what they would <clears> be but Insofar as you've thought ahead, what do you think the personal challenges will be? How, how might this job change you? Um, places always change people. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I think uh, as you get around the many parts uh, of the state, you are shaped and changed by the kind of joys and struggles of the people you work with um, uh, in quite profound ways. Um, because one of the things of being a university for a whole island is you get to see the kind of the full range of what people are working with. And there are some, you know, people who live lives here um, where it's very moving to be able to play a kind of part in helping those lives go well when perhaps they mightn't at a time. And there are also people on the island who do the most extraordinary, globally significant things from this kind of, you know, this far corner of the world. And there's a particular joy, I think. Um, and that changes what you care about. Um, and the ways you care about it. Well, it's been fascinating, Rufus Black. Thank you for joining me and Talking Tertiary. Thank you very much, Stephen. Well, that was my conversation with Rufus Black. We talked about his distinctive approach to a place-based university and what he meant by it and what the University of Tasmania is trying to do for this very special state. You can listen to other episodes, including my conversations with Jane Den Hollander, the former Vice-Chancellor at Deakin University, and Carolyn Evans, the Vice-Chancellor at Griffith University, by visiting kpmg.com slash au slash Talking Tertiary. We have other interviews coming up, so please subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. If you have a topic related to the future of tertiary education that you feel needs further discussion, then do get in touch either on email, talkingtertiary at kpmg.com.au, on Twitter, I'm at Stephen Parker ED, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak with you next time on Talking Tertiary.